Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. This year, Orion is holding more than 70 hiring conferences in major metros nationwide. These conferences allow you the opportunity to interview with highly sought-after companies that are committed to hiring veterans. In this episode, I'm joined by Dustin Mann, an Orion account executive, to discuss our top five tips for acing a hiring conference. Dustin will discuss the difference between a hiring conference and a job fair, how to prepare and ultimately succeed. If you're thinking about attending a hiring conference or know someone who is, make sure you listen and share this show. As always, if you have any questions about this interview or if you'd like us to cover a particular topic in the future, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Hey, Dustin. Welcome back to the show. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. I'm excited to have you back. You've been on several times now, so I feel like you're kind of a VIP here. <laughs> well, it's always good to be back, so thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. So for anyone who has not heard you on any of the previous podcasts, can you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, absolutely. So I've been working here with Orion for a little over three years now. And on the military side, I'm an engineer officer in the Army Reserve, I'm finishing up in the Army Reserve. Um, so I've got almost 10 years in and I'm a, a, I finished up my command time and uh, so now I'm in the S3 shop operations, but here at Orion, I'm an account executive, and I help companies uh, hire for uh, military veterans. Awesome. Well, thanks again for joining us today. I um, saw a topic on U.S. Veterans Magazine, and we actually have a partnership with them, and it was really interesting because it was just tips for acing a job fair, and I know a lot of veterans that we work with, and I'm sure you hear this all the time with people, veterans that you've worked with, job seekers are always trying to take advantage of every avenue available to them. So whether they're going to a job fair or just submitting their resume online or coming to an Orion conference, there's a variety of ways. I think there's pros and cons to each of those, but um, their article was more specific to job fairs. So for anyone who doesn't know, can you give us a little bit of a rundown on the difference between a job fair and a hiring conference? Sure. So uh, in my experience, job fairs, you know, uh, take place in, in, uh, in a gymnasium or, you know, in a conference center or something. And there's lots of different booths for each company um, kind of set up all over the place. And, and a lot of times you'll know exactly which companies are coming in advance and, and you'll be able to prep and, and take a look and do some research beforehand. And, and when you're there, everybody's just kind of walking around. It's, it's like a convention kind of. And so you're walking around all the different booths, meeting different people, you know, and, and dropping off resumes and getting business cards. Um, so, uh, but, our but our hiring conferences, our military hiring conferences are a little bit more focused and specific. Um, so when you, when you arrive at our conference, what you'll do is you'll get, it's a two-day event, and on the first day, you'll receive interview prep and presentations, all from Orion representatives that, uh, that are there representing each of their companies. So, um, so you'll get presentations on each opportunity that is there. And then at the end of day one, you'll receive your interview lineup. Uh, you'll receive exactly the contact information and all, all the different companies that you'll be interviewing with the next day. And then on day two of our events, you will 
it kicks off at 8 a.m. and each interview goes about 45 minutes apiece. And so you'll have your schedule. You'll know exactly who you're interviewing with, whether it's one company or five or six. It just depends on, you know, how many different companies that uh, that your background lines up with. So uh, it actually works out pretty well. So for veterans, you know, it's a great opportunity because you get to all in one day, you know, interview with multiple companies and then, you know, pretty, uh, pretty soon after the event, you know um, who you're going to get uh, get to go see and visit on sites afterwards. So it's, you know, much more fast and and uh, focused for for you as, as the, the veteran candidate. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a great overview. Now, like I mentioned before, the article that I saw on U.S. Veterans Magazine was tailored more to job fairs. So um, this list that we'll go through is, you know, kind of based on the article, but also a little bit tailored more for a candidate who's considering coming to a hiring conference, um, just based on some of the differences that you outlined a couple of seconds ago. So um, yeah. the first strategy we want to discuss in terms of um, we've compiled our top five tips for acing a hiring conference. So the first one is dressing for success. What would you recommend to a candidate who comes to you and asks you for advice on the dress code? Sure. So uh, first and foremost, listen to your recruiter um, because they're going to have the information for you. So there's different ways that People uh, like to describe uh, their interview attire. So some companies want you to come in and interview in business formal, which for the most part means you're wearing a suit, you're wearing a tie, nice dress shoes, and you're looking sharp. Um, But uh, where it kind of gets into a little bit of a gray area is when people start saying things like business casual or, um, or, or business professional or, um, or something like that, because, you know, then it might mean, okay, well, do I wear khakis? Do I wear slacks? Do I wear a dress, a dress uh, shirt without a tie? Or, you know, do I wear a jacket or not? Um, is it uh, appropriate for me to wear a polo or even heel toe shoes if you're going to interview in, in a uh, manufacturing environment where, you know, it might necessitate steal those shoes. So really your recruiter is going to have the best information for you because, you know, they obviously want you to do your best at the interview. So, and, and they're the ones that, uh, that know exactly what you're going to be doing at the interview. So uh, ask your recruiter. Now, um, a couple of things that you don't want to do for sure. Don't show up regardless. Don't show up with an unbuttoned or untucked shirt. That's just unprofessional. Um, you know, unless it's just a very laid back environment, for the most part, you're going to steer away from wearing tennis shoes. Uh, definitely you want to show up with dress shoes and, um, and yeah, you just want to overall just look really sharp. And if you do have any questions, you know, ask your recruiter. So. Well, what would you say in terms of, um, specifically for a conference, because I I think, um, most of our conferences are two days. So, you know, you mentioned there being maybe some gray area. If someone says business casual, I think the second day of the conference, they're always going to do interviews. So most people know you wear a suit generally for an interview. So, um, if you were to just give a couple of examples, if someone wanted to put their best face forward at a conference, what would they wear? 
Absolutely. So the first day is a little bit more laid back and casual. So you'll be fine with, you know, wearing slacks, dress shoes, and a button-down shirt. You won't need to wear a tie. Um, you can if you want, but it's not necessary. Um, but really the most important day for everybody is obviously the, the second day, the interview day. You want to make sure that you're wearing a full suit, you know, with a jacket, tie, power tie. As far as, as far as ties go, everybody, you know, always asks this question, well, what kind of tie do I wear? Um, and you want to stick to a conservative power tie. So it, solid colors are great. You know, if you have a, a basic pattern, you know, lines are fine. You don't want, you know, your tie to be too distracting, too crazy color, or, you know, definitely don't wear one with a, with a big Santa Claus on it or something. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you want to, you know, kind of go with the idea that conservative is best and a solid, uh, solid color tie and, and nice dress shoes. So. Nice. Yes. I think that, I think that covers it. I mean, like you said, there can be some gray areas depending on what the type of environment is that you're going to be interviewing in. So I feel like, you know, at the conference, it's a little bit more straightforward because your recruiter will tell you exactly what's really acceptable and what to expect. Yes. And on day one of our conference, they'll actually, our recruiters will actually give an entire presentation on on what to wear and they'll talk to you about that and, and, and give you all the, the details on that as well. You know, with all the other prep that goes into attending a conference, whether it's, you know, making sure your resume is ready, figuring out travel arrangements, all the things that, you know, candidates have to do to prepare. I think this one might be one that is kind of maybe underestimated. It could be, well, I know I have a suit. Maybe I haven't tried on my outfit altogether, but I know I have everything, so I'll just pack it and see how it looks when I get there. And I think that's probably not the right strategy because you want to make sure that you look presentable. You want to make sure that you look professional and really overall that your appearance that you're projecting is matching the package that you are presenting to them, whether it's, you know, here's why I'm a good fit for the job. You want your resume, your appearance, you want everything to work together to make it clear to that employer that you are the right person yeah. for the job. Definitely. Definitely. Couldn't agree more. Now, number two, our number two strategy is to go in with a plan. Um, I know with this was one from USVM, and I know, you know, I said that that list was more based on a job fair, which that's definitely relevant to a job fair because you've got all these employers there. You, of course, have to do your research ahead of time to know who you're going to talk to or else it just ends up kind of being a free-for-all and you probably don't get very much accomplished. Um, but, you know, I think that this one's important also for a conference to go in with a plan. So can you talk a little bit about that? Sure, absolutely. So, you know, obviously this will be geared towards more towards our conference versus versus a regular job fair. Uh, job fair, you know, you're going to want to know who you're talking to and, and that way you can focus your times because a lot of times maybe some of the more popular opportunities have very long lines and you want to make sure to use your time wisely at a job fair. But at our conference, you know, you're going to know at the end of day one exactly who you're going to be interviewing with. Um, not just talking to, but you know, it's a full, it's a full on real interview, uh, with real company representatives there sitting across from you face to face. So, um, you're going to want to be able to do all the prep that you can the night before. So, uh, you'll receive job descriptions from us. And basically what the job descriptions that we'll give you are going to be, you know, pretty simple one page overviews of what the opportunity entails. You know, all the details will be right there, but you're going to want to take it upon yourself to go online visit their website, Google 
template, do all the research that you can, and really develop an attack strategy for each interview. So, um, for example, at the end of every interview, 99% of people uh, are always going to ask the question, so what questions do you have? You know, that's usually the last question a, a, an employer will ask you during an interview. And so you obviously, you don't want to say, well, I don't have anything. You want to have questions prepared. So what I recommend is developing the night before, written down, you're going to want to have no less than five interview, uh, you five questions ready to go. And they need to be solid questions, questions that you think are very uh, you know, well-planned, well-thought-out questions. Um, definitely not any uh, what, what I call um, selfish-type questions. So selfish-type questions being, you know, how much does this job pay? What, what's the time off? What's the benefits? Uh, those are selfish questions. Don't ask any of those during the interview. It's not appropriate. Um, unless, of course, they bring it up first, then, then that's okay. But um, for the most part, you're going to want to ask questions that overall convey the message that you are genuinely interested in this position. So any questions like, you know, what can I do early on in this role to exceed expectations? What can I do, um, you know, uh, to make your job as my manager easier? What, um, you know, stuff like that that's going to make them say, oh, well, this guy's motivated. He's really, he's really interested. And so, you want to make sure that you have five questions. And a lot of people just say, you know, have three questions ready to go. But the problem that that brings up is if you go in with only three questions, then a lot of times at the beginning of the interview, your interviewer is going to, you know, talk about the position, talk about the company. And a lot of times what they'll do is they'll, they'll answer your questions that you already have prepared. And if they do that and you only have three questions, then at the end of the interview, you might only have one one question to ask or none, and then you're kind of you know up a creek and and you're going to want to uh, you know have to think of something on the fly. So um, you know make sure that you have five. That if they do answer a few during the interview, then um, then you still have extras left over. Yeah, and you know, in addition to avoiding the what's in it for me questions, you gave a couple of really good examples of what to ask for to show that you're motivated and why you would mm -hmm. be a good fit. And I think asking questions about the company can be good too to show that you're interested in the company. Just don't ask questions that you could easily find on their about page, like, um, you know, like what are your main products or services or where are your yeah. locations? Things that you could easily find, maybe you could ask about some of the challenges that they face or what some of their opportunities are like, you know, in the next year or two, where they see themselves going, that type of thing. So if you are going to ask anything company related, make sure that it's not something that you could easily find on their website. Definitely. Couldn't agree more there. And, and um, you know, you're also going to want to make sure that you have plenty of questions prepared and uh, and you'll be good to go. So. Um, Stay away from uh, selfish type questions and, you know, any, any questions that uh, that will be portrayed that way. So, Yes, definitely. Okay, so the next one is going to be make your resume readable for non-military hiring managers. And I know that this is something that our recruiters obviously work with, any of our job seekers, especially in advance of a hiring conference. Um, but I just want to get some tips from you. What tips would you have for job seekers that maybe are looking to also maybe just get a jump start on this on their own? 
Sure. So if you're looking to, you know, make sure that your resume is, is readable for civilians, you know, you your background is military and you might not have ever made a civilian resume before and and your resume may be cluttered with a bunch of military focused lingo that that only a fellow a veteran or a service member might understand, um, which is fine, but you just need to know who you're interviewing. Um, if your interviewer is military, then that might be okay. Uh, but a lot of times they won't be, and so you're going to want to make sure that it's uh, translated into civilian terms. So you can do that by the help of a family member or help of a friend, um, you know, proofreading it, making sure that, uh, that your friends can review it and tweak it specifically and tailor it specifically to each job that you're going to interview for. Um, and you can do this at our event, um, you know, if you have any questions or you can do that with your recruiter beforehand. Um, that way you're prepared for, for each specific individual company that you're interviewing for. Um, and, you know, just ask us and we can help you out. But, uh, you know, you're going to want to make sure that you don't have any acronyms, you know, military acronyms or any uh, specifically focused military lingo that, you know, other companies won't understand. And if during the interview, if you do end up using some of that lingo, you know, if you say that kind of stuff, uh, it's fine as long as you, you know, come back and, and explain it, um, you know, explain to your interviewer across the table that this is what this is what that means. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think those are really good tips. So moving on to number four, just pointing out some of the advantages of hiring a veteran. Obviously, in an interview, you're always going to want to, um, you know, highlight what it is that makes you the best candidate for the job, especially because a lot of times someone transitioning right off of active duty might not have the exact transferable skill sets um, that are required for, you know, any given role that they're interviewing for. So what kind of advice would you have to a service member on kind of, I guess, talking up their military experience to sell why they're the best person for the job? Sure. So, you know, as a veteran, you learned many skills, whether it was basic training or officer candidate school or ROTC or wherever, you know, your, your background came from. Um, you have lots of skills there. And a lot of times they are, uh, uh, untangible skill sets that a lot of employers may overlook because they're looking specifically for, you know, someone with manufacturing or experience or something, someone with specific experience that maybe you don't exactly have, but you do have a lot of other intangible skill sets that will enable you to pick up the work very quickly and ultimately be a uh, outperformer from your peers. So um, make sure you highlight those. Um, a lot of uh, the skill sets that most veterans typically have, you know, um, is going to be adaptability and, you know, being able to juggle multiple things at once. So um, that's just a skill that most veterans have and can be integrated and used for most opportunities. So if you convey that to your employer that, you know, you might not have the experience that you're exactly looking for, but that you're a fast learner and that you can handle multiple situations at one time while being in a stressful situation. Um, if you can convey that, then, you know, usually you're going to come out on top. And, and uh, you know, if you are able to, to get the job, then you are going to ultimately outperform your peers and be a better asset for the company overall. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned some of these um, strengths and skill sets already, but in addition to that, there was recently a career builder survey that 
surveyed companies and kind of asked them what it was that they valued in people with military experience and what they expect from those types of employers or employees, mm -hmm. I mean, and um, disciplined approach to work was, you know, one of the top ones, ability to work as a team, respect and integrity, ability to perform under pressure, leadership, which we all know um, military candidates are obviously always kind of sought after for their leadership skills. Um, Problem-solving mm -hmm. skills, ability to adapt, like you mentioned, perseverance, communication, strong technical skills. So any of those are always going to be good ones to definitely make sure you highlight during an interview. Definitely. Okay, now coming to the last one, number five, end on a high note. We actually recently had a podcast where we really just focused on the end of the interview because it can be so critical in, you know, next steps and ultimately getting the job. So what steps do you have for candidates in ending on a high note with each interview during a hiring conference? Sure. So everybody always says at the end of your interview, you always want to finish with a call to action um, or what we call the close. So you want to close your interview with a call to action and you want to ask for the next step. Um, so one of your and the way that you can segue into that is, you know, obviously we talked about it a little bit earlier. You know, the last question of an interview is always, you know, what questions do you have? And so one of the last questions that you can ask, or maybe second to last questions that you can ask is, is, is you know, you can ask your interviewer, um, is there anything in my background or skill set that would, uh, that would make you not feel comfortable with me being able to start in this position? Um, or, uh, you know, anything, any reason why I wouldn't be able to start right away, something like that. And then, um, you know, if, and see what they say. And that way, if they do, you know, bring anything up specifically, you can, uh, you can, you know, talk about that and talk, talk through that, uh, um, you know, that one piece and, you know, make yourself, um, you know, the best candidate possible from that regard. And then, at the end, you can say, you know, you know, Bill, I really enjoyed uh, speaking with you today. This this opportunity sounds very exciting to me. I've, you know, I've always wanted to get into this field or, you know, do this job. You know, uh, is there any time I might be able to come out and see the, the see the facility and meet the rest of the team? I'd love to be able to have that opportunity. And you just leave it at that. And then what that's going to do is is you know set you up for the next step of the interview. And then, uh, and of course, if that is already the final interview, um, then you can, you know, ask for the position, you know, is there anything in, you know, is there anything in my background or skill set that would, you know, um, you know, allow me to not do the job or, you know, can I, I'd love to come work for you, um, something like that. And, you know, if you are able to close it like that, then, you know, it really does put your best foot forward. Mm -hmm. Definitely. That's great advice. Well, Justin, I think this wraps it up for our top five tips for succeeding at a hiring conference. But, um, you know, for anyone who is listening that's interested in attending a conference, I think we have in the neighborhood of 60 to 70 throughout the duration of 2019. So make sure if you are working with an Orion recruiter, you let them know what area of the country you're interested in. And, um, you know, you could go from there. But, Justin, do you have any other information that you want to share with our listeners? Nope, that's about sums it up. Uh, if you're listening and you're, you know, about to leave the military and you, you know, you're nervous about next steps of your uh, phase of life, you know, go on our website, check out our information, get in contact with one of our recruiters, and uh, and you know, happy to see you at one of our events. Very good. Thank you, Dustin. 
I appreciate it. Thanks, Megan. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond. So make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.